landed an airplane 224 times. It still fucking terrifies me. <laughs> Growing up in Anchorage, Alaska, it was pretty common to have pilots around. Uh, my dad is a pilot. I have two uncles that are pilots. My brother, at this point, is also a pilot. Uh, I remember uh, on weekend trips with my family, we would all pile into it, a little Cessna 182. It's a four-seater. We'd have big jackets on, and we'd have our headsets because it was very, very cold, and it was very loud, and we would fly out to Hope, Alaska, or wherever we were going for that weekend. Um, so when I was in college, uh, after growing up with this kind of thing, I, I went to my dad, and I kind of decided it was time that I should get my pilot's license too. And so he got me set up with the local flight school and I went down and I started my flight training. And I remember very vividly my, the first time I went up in a plane. Um, it was kind of like going up with my dad. The flight instructor was doing all the work. He was flying the plane. The way it's set up is um, I have a set of controls here and then my flight instructor in this little two-seater plane, he's got his set there and so I'm supposed to be paying attention, but I'm kind of mostly just like looking at how small the trees look and see if I can't see a moose. And then I, I realize that he's talking to me, and um, what he said was, <laughs> and so I, I'm like fussing with my headset, I'm like, is there a volume on it somewhere that I can't find, or like maybe it's not into the right jack, and um, we proceeded through the entire flight, and I was not able to hear a damn thing. I was trying to explain to him, I was like, I can't hear you, can you hear me? And we kind of got through it okay, but it didn't set me up very well to have a lot of confidence in this whole flying thing. So um, I, I would go back, and every time I would go up flying, um, even when I was able to hear my flight instructor, it was kind of terrifying. Um, they would they kept on asking me to do all these things that were more scary progressively each time I would go up. Um, first it was banking a plane, which just is not right when the plane is going like this. And then the next time we had to stall the plane out, which just doesn't seem like a good idea. And so flight school for me was absolutely terrifying. But I had this facade that I had put on. Everyone around me, uh, I talked it up. Uh, I really liked going up in planes, and so all of my friends thought that I really, really liked flying, and I would, I kept that up, I would tell them that. And, and so I was kind of living this double thing until uh, one day they asked me to do something that was so terrifying, like I called in sick for a week, couldn't do it, um, and that was to fl fly solo for the first time. And now I knew that to be a pilot, you have to fly a plane without a flight instructor. <laughs> Until 
they finally asked me to do something that I, I just couldn't handle. Um, that was my first solo cross-country flight. And you might be thinking, uh, so what's the difference? You kind of got comfortable enough with um, flying a plane by yourself. Like what's the difference flying from one airport to another, which is what a, a solo cross-country flight would be. Um, and some of the big differences for me was the weather. The weather really terrified me. Um, I wasn't really good at understanding forecasts and reading them myself. Uh, you'd have to understand the forecast not only for your airport and what was going on there, but you'd have to understand what it was going to be in an hour or in two hours when you got to the next airport, and then was it going to be um, still clear for you to come back? Because I wasn't instrument trained. I was only flying <coughs> visually, so the weather had to be good for me to be able to go up. The other thing about flying to a different airport is anytime you're flying with a purpose, there are certain altitudes that you have to be at for um, certain directions, whether you're going north or south, and those altitudes start at like 4,000 and 5,000 feet, and that's also where clouds start. And one thing that I was really scared of was going up and getting caught in clouds and not being able to see the ground because I wouldn't have the skills to get back down. Now, if you can read a forecast, um, None of that should be a problem. I, I really wasn't comfortable with that to the point where I just ended up calling sick until college started and I'd have to deal with it the next summer. Um, so all this time, while I was going to college, I was also working at a restaurant. And there was this boy who was working at the restaurant too. His name is Danny Jones. And I, I was in love. And Danny Jones, he was absolutely in love with his girlfriend. <laughs> Nonetheless, I would follow him around like a puppy. Uh, we, act, we were actually pretty good friends. Uh, we would go on a lot of adventures together around Anchorage, Alaska. We would go ride our bikes or we'd go sneak into the graveyard after hours and drink wine or go um, run around on the mud flats at the edge of town, which is very dangerous and you're not supposed to do it, but we would do that. And so this is the position that I found myself in when the college uh, season had ended and it was summer again and I was supposed to be going out and continuing to get my pilot's license. And so I went in and did a few flights to just get my bearings back and we set up the schedule. Um, we put it on the calendar for my first solo flight, cross-country flight to Talkeetan, Alaska. Um, and I, I was going to try really hard to not call in sick this time. <laughs> so um, I remember right before the flight, uh, I was actually hanging out with Danny. And um, it was really interesting that day because he gave me, there's two things that I found out that day. Um, one is, he turns out he was single. Um, and two, he was going to happen to be in Talkeetna, Alaska, this weekend that I was supposed to fly there for his sister's bridal shower, which really kind of changed my motivation. Succeeding <laughs> 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 in flying this plane, I don't know. <laughs> And um, so I mentioned to him, like, well, I mean, come on, if you're going to be there and I'm going to be flying there, 
I, I'll give you a call before I head out, and it, it's only an hour flight. Come meet me at the airport. Watch me land the plane. Like, watch me land the plane on my first cross-country flight, because, come on, that's pretty hot. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so that was our plan. <laughs> the day came, and I remember I was doing um, all of the paperwork. I was getting my pre-flight ready. Um, I was looking at the winds aloft so you would know what your compass bearing should be so that you're headed right there near accounting for um, getting set by the wind. Um, and I was looking at the weather and I was, I was so pumped that this was going to happen today. And, um, and normally, like, I'm kind of scared of the weather, but, like, you know, you don't have to be scared of the weather. You can be confident about this stuff, right? So <laughs> when I saw that there was a thunderstorm that was going to be hitting Talkeetna, Alaska in two hours, I figured, man, it's only an hour flight there. That's not even an issue. Like, I'm gonna get in, I'm gonna get out, and like, by the time I get back to Anchorage, that's when it'll hit. Also, side note, uh, Alaska doesn't get a lot of thunderstorms, so myself and the instructors around were less familiar with them than people might be in other places. Um, but I mean, like, come on. I mean, it's, it takes an hour to get there. It's, it's forecasted to come in two hours. This is gonna be fine. Um, and so I go out with all my paperwork and everything that I had planned out. Um, and that day, uh, my flight instructor that I normally went up with, he wasn't there. Uh, but there was another flight instructor who was going to check me off on this. Um, uh, he was a little bit new, both to Alaska and, and to this particular flight school. Um, but I mean, he's a flight instructor. He knows what he's doing. So he checks me off. I'm good. And I remember like sliding the papers over to him. He was on the phone. He kind of like looked over at him. Yeah, you're good. And went about to what he was doing, so I kind of grabbed my paperwork and I was like, all right. And I took the keys and went out to, to pre-flight my plane and get it ready to go, which takes a little bit of time. And so by the time I actually took off from Anchorage, um, I had probably about an hour and a half. But we're still looking good. That's a half hour away by the time the storm's going to hit. And to be honest with you, I, I don't remember the flight at all. All of those things I was afraid of, um, getting caught in a, a, a plane, or getting caught in a, a cloud at that altitude, <coughs> or um, any of the rest of it, um, I don't remember them. Um, it just went by so fast. I do remember landing the plane, and taxiing around, and cutting the engine, and looking over, and there on a fence, in this small, small plane airport, in Talkeetna, Alaska, there is sitting Danny Jones. <laughs> and so I got on the plane. I was so excited um, because I had done it. I had actually, I had flown this plane from Anchorage to Talkeetna. This is the first time I had ever done it, and I was so excited. And he gave me the biggest hug, and we were just having this wonderful moment where we were celebrating how cool this was. And um, this is looking really good, by the way. <laughs> and then um, all of a sudden, I hear this crash of thunder, and I'm thinking, oh shit, I'm gonna get in so much trouble. Um, I'm kind of still always a little bit nervous about getting in trouble for something because I feel like I'm always kind of halfway up to something. Um, <laughs> for example, I didn't mention to anyone at Aerotech that I was actually going to be landing the plane and hanging out with somebody for just a few minutes. Uh, they thought I was going to be doing a touch and go and taking off and turning right back around. And so I was like, shit, I, I got to get back. I got to get back now. So um, I take uh, my plane and I get back in it and I started up and I taxi around and I'm getting ready to take off and all of a sudden I hear uh, uh, Says on the runway, says on the runway, this is Talkeetna Radio, please return to Hangar 5. I'm like, oh shit, 
Now I'm really in trouble. Like, what did they see? I didn't even do anything wrong here. And so I taxi the plane back over. And all of a sudden, when I'm getting close to this hangar, um, I see these people, there's about five of them, and they just start running right at me. And uh, I have a prop, this engine, my plane has a propeller on it, and it's spinning, and it's kind of like a giant blender blade. <laughs> They're coming at me. So I'm like, this is no good. I, mean, I immediately cut the engine, and I'm trying to figure out what's going on, and then I see that they just start yelling at me. They're like, get out of the plane! Get out of the plane! And I'm like, shit! And so like, I get out of the plane, and immediately they grab my plane, and they start running with it over to the hangar. So these small planes are pretty light, and you can move them around with one or two people. So they're running with my plane back over the hangar, and I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's like raining at this point. It's, the thunder's going pretty strong, and somebody comes up and slaps me on the back, and I'm like, good choice, not going out in that storm. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> once, once they get the plane into the hangar, and there's about nine of them in there, the mood totally changes. It's no, no longer are they frantic. They really just wanted to get the metal plane out of the storm is what they're trying to do. They start celebrating. They're like, high-fiving each other. They're like, oh my gosh, dude, we've got nine planes in here. Who thought you could ever fit nine planes in here? And so they're like, yeah, we've got to get a picture. Let's get a picture. And so they like, pull me over, and like everybody's all like doing this. I'm just kind of like, hanging out there like, yeah. It turns out that as I went to take off on that runway, uh, and Danny Jones went to walk back to his camp, um, one of the people who worked at the airport rolled over in a little bicycle, and he said to him, hey, uh, your friend, she uh, must be a pretty experienced pilot going up in this, right? And he's like, oh man, she's a student. This is her first solo passage. <laughs> <laughs> and it was at that point that he went around and I got the call on the radio. So I find myself in Telkeaton, Alaska, with a grounded plane, a storm that's not going to finish passing through till the middle of the night. I don't have a jacket on me. I have my wallet. Um, don't really have any place to go, except that I'm there with the newly single Danny Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so it ended up. We ended up having a really great night that night. I couldn't leave till the next day. And I ended up being able to stay the night with Danny Jones in a camper van, along with his mom, <laughs> and his dad, and his sister, and the rest of the bridal party, <laughs> flying back the next day. And you know, it wasn't a week before he and his girlfriend got back together again. <laughs> But within seven more flights, I was a pilot. Yeah. And I have to say, if Danny Jones didn't happen to be in Talkeaton, Alaska on that very weekend, I don't know that I wouldn't have called in sick for the next eight years. <laughs> <laughs>